0: Hi, I'm Robin Birkin, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive, to find emotional support, conception advice, and real talk. To me, being a warrior means knowing that true glory is in rising every time we fall. It's having the courage to feel afraid, ride the roller coaster, and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So, welcome, warrior. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. So, buckle your seatbelt. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm so happy to be chatting with you right now. Let's get into it though. Today, I wanted to talk about my top tips to improve sperm. I don't want to let these guys off the hook. My husband was a fairly reluctant participant in trying to improve his sperm, but he did and he worked really hard. So props to him. He, went to, he even went to visit my naturopath and took a bunch of supplements at one point and brought his sperm right up into the normal range. So today I'm going to talk about a number of things that will improve sperm and things that will damage, that can damage sperm. So the number one thing, I did a course on reproduction with Northwestern University. And one of the things that I felt was so interesting is that so the men's scrotum, right? I'm getting straight into it. The reason why they're like saggy and hang away from the body is because the temperature at which our bodies operate is not suitable for all of the division and the intense things that happen when a male body is developing sperm. So in the scrotum, that's where they sort of develop. They go through this radical process of division and sperm is like the kind of smallest little container in our body for DNA to exist. So it's really important that that gets packed in really well and properly. And that's where when it doesn't, it's called DNA fragmentation. But it's really important for that to happen. That can't happen when men have like really hot balls. So One of the things that we need to do is allow them to stay cool or at a cooler temperature than our body temperature. Some of the ways that that may not happen is if our partners go in saunas or go in spas or have really hot baths. Uh, That might not happen if they wear jocks instead of boxes, and especially if they're going to the gym and wearing jocks and things like that. So that's why often we encourage men to wear. Boxer shorts when they are going about their business and trying to conceive is because we really want to allow them to stay cool and at the right temperature. We also don't want to and in addition to keeping them cool, we also don't want to squish them too much. And this is where, like sitting at a computer all day, we want to make sure that men have the chance to get up and walk around. We don't want them absolutely on this same tact to be putting laptops on their lap. We don't want to be bike riding every day we don't want these you know like these guys who are into bike riding bike riding can be one of the most detrimental things to sperm if you think about it they're getting like bashed about they're held really close to the body which can affect temperature they're being constricted and squashed so bike riding can be a really detrimental thing to sperm as well when we look at diet just in the way, That women's diet can be one of the most powerful ways for us to improve our fertility, as can men's diets. It is so important for both men and women to just eat real food. Stop eating processed food. Stop eating junk food. And we'll talk a little bit more about toxins in a moment. But It's really important for us to eat a wide range of foods and men should especially eat foods that are high in omega-3s, high in zinc, high in all of the right vitamins and minerals and we really can't do that if they are eating a lot of junk food, a lot of sugar uh, like Coca-Cola, a lot of biscuits and things like that. So we really want to go back to eating a whole foods diet. Alcohol And drugs, especially marijuana, can also have a really detrimental effect on sperm. They've done lots of studies on this, uh, and particularly marijuana can have a really devastating effect. And this is probably one of the key changes that Ross, my husband, made when we were on our fertility journey. He's a bricklayer, so he's a tradie, and he is used to having a couple of beers with the guys every day after work. One of the key lifestyle changes that Ross made, we've always eaten a lot of whole foods, but one of the key changes he made was to all but cut out alcohol. So he'd only have like one or two drinks on the weekend as opposed to like a couple of drinks every night. And I really credit his drastic reduction in alcohol to making a big difference on our fertility journey. Likewise with coffee, and it's kind of the same for women as well, The research out there is really murky when it comes to coffee and they've never really been able to establish a clear link as to how much coffee might be detrimental. Some of the research out there when it comes to miscarriage rates is kind of incidental, but there seems to be a consensus that more than 200 milligrams a day can be detrimental. So 200 milligrams, I'd probably say if you have like two instant coffees a day, that would be your 200 milligrams or one normal size. So none of this Starbucks venti stuff, that would be a ridiculous number of shots. One shot of a proper coffee would be your maximum. If you can give it up, that would be great because, as I said, the research out there is a bit murky, but you really want to not be drinking coffee all throughout the day and especially stop drinking coffee once you get to midday because that can start to affect your sleep. If you have a look at my one of my previous episodes on sleep hygiene, you will see that sleep is one of the most important things that we can do for our overall health. And that is not exclusive to women. That applies to men as well. And once you start to have to caffeinate later in the day, that can start to impact our sleep quality. That can start to impact our adrenal glands. It can give us a rise in cortisol. We really want to have our coffee before 10 a.m. if possible. And definitely before midday, and really be conscious of how much caffeine we're consuming, keeping in mind that caffeine is also in so many other products too. I then want to come to supplements. I'm sure you may have noticed that I try to steer away from recommending supplements for men and for their fertility. However, there are some that are fairly standard. So, like zinc and omega 3 are fairly standard. For men, what I highly recommend in this circumstance, though, is to visit somebody who can test for what supplements your partner may need because there may be more supplements or they may have perfectly adequate zinc levels and things like that. But visit someone like a naturopath or a nutritionist. You don't have to have a thousand appointments who can check these and give you some recommendations that are based on your individual circumstances, your diet and your lifestyle. Another place, if you do not want to go and visit someone, I highly recommend. Many of you have heard about it, but there's a book, It Starts With the Egg, where Rebecca Fett breaks down essentially all of the different supplements and all of the different studies, most importantly, that have been conducted and shares with you the supplements she recommends based on the rock solid research that is out there. She recommends supplements for women as well. The very last thing that I wanted to talk about with men is household toxins. There are some really simple but key changes that men can make that can have a big impact on their fertility. So the number one thing is processed food which can contain a lot of toxins such as BPA, bisphenol A, when we look at plastics in general. Though a lot of the time they supplement their they a lot of the time people now advertise plastics as BPA free, but the plastic material that they've substituted with is pretty much just as bad. So we want to aim for glass and stainless steel where possible instead of plastic. So if your husband is taking his lunch to work every day and reheating that in a plastic container in the microwave, that can be leaching some pretty heavy toxins, and they can have a big impact on our sperm. So where possible, we want to steer away from plastics. When we put our plastics in the dishwasher, that can also really encourage the leaching of these chemicals into our bloodstream. When we look at our, I guess, beauty regime, and we look at shampoo, conditioner, hairspray, all of the things in our house that have a really big fragrance, you might have air fresheners in your house. You might have, when you go to the toilet, I know that men are just typically terrible at doing this. They After they go to the toilet, they spray so much of that nasty air freshener around. If you can, start to really tone down all of the use of fragrance in your house. What aftershave, all of the perfumes and things like that that we have for women, perfumes, they're nasty, guys. You've got to stop using them. Men, when we have a look at our shampoos and things like that, Anything that has these really strong fragrances, and you will find that you have like a fragrance threshold, that when you have lots of fragrance, when you have lots of air freshener, when you have lots of aftershave, when you have lots of perfume, when you have lots of all of the like hairspray and stuff like that that you use around your house, they're all full of toxins, guys, especially things like BPA. When you have lots of that, it's like you can't smell it anymore, that you need to have a bit of a detox from it. And then you'll find that maybe the three sprays of perfume that you used to have was way too much. So where you can look at really replacing those with fragrance-free options, when we look in our laundry and we look at fabric softener, that can also be a really key area for toxins that leach onto our skin. The skin is the largest organ that we have in our body and fabric softener can be a real asshole for fragrance and stuff like that. I, In my house, I just use white vinegar instead. Uh, So there's many different things that you can do. You could get a wool dryer ball that you can put into the wash as well, and that can also help. But those are the key ways that you can improve the sperm. Guys, or I'm talking not just fertility worries, I'm talking about actual guys. Sperm is so incredibly easy to change. When we look at egg quality, when we look at the number of eggs and the follicles, sometimes changing the fertility of women can be much harder. But changing the fertility of men can be So much easier if we just look at changing some of the key elements in their lives, keeping our balls at a nice temperature and away from our body, diet, alcohol and drugs, household toxins. You just need to change a few key areas to tweak men's sperm. Sperm basically regenerates in 90 days. So you have such an opportunity to make a big difference. And sometimes I've had people say to me before that, oh, the sperm is this results. So we're definitely going to have to do this, but it's the same for eggs. Let's maximize the quality of what we have. Even if you still need to undergo IVF to conceive, which is the same as us, you can still maximize and improve the quality of what you have. And that carries through into implantation rates, fertilization rates, miscarriage rates. Lots of studies or studies have come out recently showing a big link between sperm and miscarriage rates and often that comes down to chromosomal abnormalities and certainly you know when our sperm are not that dna in the sperm is not packed correctly that can start to have a big impact on things like dna fragmentation that can then result in chromosomal abnormalities when we're looking at the success rates of things like ivf less cycles is obviously a better thing. So if you can take these tips to improve sperm, no matter what your current sperm situation is like, then I guarantee this will only help you in the future. And these are some really easy things to implement. So I hope those tips have been really helpful. Hubbies, if you're listening, get on board. You are 50% of this puzzle. So you need to also take action. Have a great week, guys. I really hope to see you inside my Missing Peace membership and I will chat to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, recipes, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinberkin.com. And if you liked this podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review it. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.